Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Would you be the jerk for publicly posting an inappropriate photo of your daughter? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for going off on my wife for commenting about our three-week-old daughter's looks? My daughter, our second child, is three weeks old. Pre-pregnancy, my wife was diagnosed with general anxiety disorder and depression, and in the days since birthing our baby girl, is most definitely experiencing postpartum depression. Our first child, our son, looks very much so like her. In fact, if you look at baby photos of my wife, they look almost exactly like our son's baby photos. And my wife is a looker, so my son is darn cute, thank you very much. Our daughter got a bit more of my side's gene pool, her hairline kinda has a widow's peak, which I've had since I was a baby, her lips are relatively thin, like me, her nose is a little larger than our son's was, I have a Middle Eastern classic hook nose. Nearly every day in my daughter's 21 days on this earth, my wife has made a comment to baby girl about how she's so sad she got daddy's features. Some of the things wife has said to baby girl, Don't worry, I'll get you a nose job as soon as you're old enough. I wish you had gotten more of my features. My family's beautiful and all the women are timeless. Your dad's family, not so much. Son has the beautiful pouty lips and you got stuck with those pencil lips. Oh, it's really tough being a girl. Up until yesterday, I was taking a softer approach with comments like, Okay, be nice and okay, chillax. But today I had enough and just snapped and yelled at her for like 5 minutes straight and I cursed quite a bit too. The gist of my statements were, I don't care if she can't yet understand what you're saying, stop putting that crap out into the universe. Sun can understand you, so stop this garbage. I can understand you, so stop putting this crap in my head and making me listen to it. Yeah, life on girls is tough in this world, especially when their mom is crapping all over their appearance. She's freaking three weeks old and is still perfect and noble and hasn't hurt a god darn soul. Stop projecting onto her. You regularly tell me how your mom messed up your psyche with all her comments about your appearance. So why the freak are you doing the same to baby girl? Anyways, she understandably was hurt by my comments and we haven't really talked about it or debriefed since. I recognize that part of her comments stem from her anxiety slash depression, as well as her postpartum depression. And I also recognize there's a lot of this stemming from her mom's influence on her psyche. I also recognize that yelling and berating people is rarely the right thing. So am I the jerk here? I mean just for the fact that OP themselves and OP's appearance and OP's family's appearances are all being put down here, I think is enough to say OP's definitely not the jerk with what they said. I mean what OP said might have been loud or might have been aggressive, but it wasn't like attacking their spouse or their character or anything in any specific way. They're just saying, hey this is toxic, it doesn't help anybody, stop putting that out there. What do you guys think? Could OP have handled this any better, or was it okay how OP did handle things? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below?
That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not including my niece in my daughter's birthday since her parents can't afford it? My 31-year-old female, daughter, 8-year-old female, and my niece, 8-year-old female, are born 10 days apart. Due to this, ever since they were little, my sister-in-law, 29-year-old female, has always pushed for them to have a shared birthday party. When the girls were younger, 1-4, to we used to do shared birthday parties, but my husband and I realized that we were always the ones to foot the bill for everything. Food, decoration, location, etc. The girls were also complete opposites. My daughter's always been more of a tomboy, while my niece is super girly. When my husband and I told sister-in-law and my brother that we won't be doing the shared birthdays anymore, they were really upset and it started a huge fight. They said that they can't afford to throw a nice birthday for my niece, but we can. So it makes sense that we gotta pay for it since we're family. Yeah, not gonna fly with my husband and I. So we stuck by what we said and ever since, the girls have had separate birthdays. My daughter and my husband love watching Formula One together, and she wanted to have a Formula One themed birthday this year. The weekend before the birthday, we had a family dinner at my parents' house. Sister-in-law, my brother, and niece were present. My parents were asking the girls if they were excited for their upcoming birthdays and if they were having parties this year. My daughter told my parents she's having a Formula One themed party this year. Sister-in-law answered for my niece and said they're not going to have a party for her because things were tight. The conversation was left there. Fast forward to this past weekend, daughter's birthday was on Saturday. We had the party and it was going great. The whole family was invited as usual and everyone was having a great time until the cake. I'm in the kitchen with my mom, mother-in-law, sister-in-law and a few other family friends talking. I pull the cake out to get it ready to bring out for everyone. Sister-in-law takes a look at the cake and looks confused. They say, is this the girl's birthday cake? I said, what do you mean the girl's? The cake is for daughter's name. They said, well, I thought since I mentioned that things were tight this year that you'd include niece's name in the birthday. I say, I understand your situation, but how come you never once mentioned this to me? She said, well, I thought it would be common sense. Now, my daughter isn't going to have any kind of celebration for her birthday this year because you and your husband are so selfish. She then stormed out of the kitchen, made a huge scene at the party outside, yelling to her husband and my niece that it's time to go, and left. Since then, she's been messaging me and my husband nonstop, trying to make us feel guilty that my niece isn't going to have a birthday party, and calling us all kinds of names. I feel bad that my niece isn't going to get a birthday party. Am I the jerk for not including her, even though they can't afford it? As a man who, in the dating world, would not get a hint unless it was laid out very clearly right in front of them? This is the exact kind of crap that I don't fly with. If they wanted to try to have another co-birthday, they should have come right forward and said it. Hinting at something and then being upset because the thing you ambiguously hinted at didn't happen is not a valid thing to be upset about. Our next story is, am I the jerk for screaming at a child and making him cry? I, male 21, went to eat with some friends from college to a restaurant that's near the campus. The place is not the nicest, but it's better food than McDonald's and we used to go there when we want to have a semi-special occasion. This time the occasion was that the four of us had passed our exams. It was lunchtime, the place wasn't completely full, but full enough. We had had bad weather so we stayed inside, everyone did. Most people were adults. 
Then two women, an older one and a middle-aged one, came with a baby and a kid around 7 or 10 years old. I was sitting facing the door, so I saw them walk in, but I didn't think anything of it. I'm not someone easily annoyed by kids most times. They took a table in the corner. Our table was around the middle of the room. We were waiting for our food and chatting. The kid was playing with the baby and they were making a bit of noise, but then again we were all making noise, as most of us were accompanied in chatting. After our food came in though, the kid started to wander around. He wanted to read a sign near the door, then one near the back. After that he wanted to go to the bathroom, then he wanted to go outside, etc. It was kind of annoying, but quite easy to just ignore. Should I say that neither of the women that were with him did nothing to stop him, not at any time. At some point, the kid started to run around while yelling. He was playing to something by himself. He went on and on and neither of the women did something. Other people were looking annoyed too. He even accidentally hit my friend's chair. As we were in the middle table, he started to run circles around us. By the third time he tried passing next to me, I put my arm out to stop him. I told him to stop that and go sit down and wait until he's home to run around because it's inappropriate to bother other people at a public space. I also told him I'll have him wait outside alone if he doesn't behave, which I obviously wasn't going to do because I can't, basically. It was just to scare him off. I honestly don't know how it came out. In my mind I was quite calm but apparently I was screaming at the kid. The kid started to cry. And then I assume his mom came in and told me off for yelling at him and how he's just a kid and was playing and such. I told her I wouldn't have had to do anything if she would have told the kid to stay quiet before. Some guy from the staff came in and asked what happened. She told him I had yelled at the kid. I told him that yeah I did but calmly explained why I did it. He said that we should just let this go for once and that next time the staff will manage the situation before anything happens. The woman was fuming so they left. My friends told me I did in fact scream at the kid, but they were annoyed too and said they were about to complain with management over this kid. I honestly think that would have been the best idea, and now I think that I took the wrong turn here. Yeah, I think OP did take the wrong turn here, stopping the kid and engaging with them directly yourself when you have no relation at all to this kid. I think you messed up. If you didn't go to the managers or the staff, you should have gone up to the table and talked to the parents. Hopefully also not in a very aggressive way that would come across as screaming at them. But definitely don't like physically stop the kid and tell them that you're gonna punish them and take them outside yourself. That doesn't look good. It doesn't reflect well. Especially when everybody agreed you screamed at the kid. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom she had no right to expect my dad's family would include her other children in their wills? My dad died when I was six. My mom remarried. My dad's family stayed in mine and my younger sister's life as their granddaughters. Mom had three more children with her second husband, and my dad's family sometimes included them. Not always, though. They would send them a small gift for their birthdays and Christmas. I'm now 21 and my sister's 19. Our grandfather died recently and left all his grandkids some money, as well as something of his that would remind us of him. I got a photo album we always used to look through together, my sister got a chain she always admired of his, and he also bought and left every grandchild a pin. My half-siblings did not get included in this. My mom and her husband were not very happy. My half-siblings had been expecting something when they heard through mom, we got something. 
Mom and her husband confronted my grandmother, who asked why my half-siblings would have been left anything, and explained as far as she was aware, none of my dad's family would be including them as grandchildren slash nieces or nephews in inheritance. My mom thinks that we should stand with our half-siblings. My sister thought it was crazy. I told my mom she had no right to expect my dad's family to include my half-siblings. She told me of course she had a right. We're all still family and the kids have known them their whole lives. Am I the jerk? They have no actual relation to those kids. I mean, maybe you could make an argument if they were heavily in their lives and were treated as such, like if these people took them in as their own grandchildren, maybe it is a bit callous of them to be left out. But I don't really think that's the case here. For better or worse, they had absolutely no relation to these kids. And in my personal opinion, the grandparents didn't owe them anything. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not caring about someone's death? My 17-year-old female, mother, 50-year-old female, died one year ago due to cancer. It was shocking for my family, but oh well, death is inevitable. It eventually happens to everyone. I didn't have the best relationship with my mother due to her mostly favoring my sister, 19-year-old female. So I didn't really care when she died. It was like waking up to see that the person you see every day no longer wants to see you. Here's the issue. I don't like being around people that are constantly crying. So I skipped most of my mother's funeral and went home to play some video games and take care of my cat. My sister is still mad about me skipping the funeral and hasn't let go of it yet. After the funeral, she threw a fit at me and called me an emotionless B-word to leave her and my father alone with our other relatives, asking where I was. I told her I didn't want to stay and this is my way of grieving. She didn't buy that. I received many calls from my aunts and uncles asking why I was absent throughout the funeral and I had to waste my time explaining this is my way of grieving. Yesterday, my sister decided to visit us and my father cooked her favorite dish. My sister got emotional on the table, stating how she remembered mom used to cook this dish for her and it tastes the same. I told her that was incredibly nice, but she should stop crying or else I'll take her potatoes. I love potatoes. She got annoyed and told me something along the lines of she's just expressing her feelings and there's nothing wrong with it, and I should express my emotions too, and she knows how much I also miss mom. I told her I don't care about someone's death and it happens to everyone eventually and I have more important things to worry about. She threw a fit on the table and started cussing at me, but my father managed to calm her down. She didn't talk to me for the rest of the day and left early in the morning. My father told me my sister's just emotional and I should at least act like I'm sad about my mother's death around her. Am I the jerk? So OP did add that they are autistic, so that probably does weigh into this. When you include that detail, it becomes very, very hard for me to say, yeah, you're the jerk for not understanding emotions or comforting people. Beyond disability or limitation, I would say in this situation, you would hopefully... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Understand that even if it doesn't personally affect you that much, all the people around you that you are with are grieving. And to say, oh, well, I don't care, it's inevitable. That's an incredibly painful and downplaying thing for all of their feelings. I know OP probably didn't mean it, but the way they handled things here essentially broadcasted to everyone around them, hey, get over it, it's inevitable. I'll steal your potatoes. Our next story is, am I the jerk for wanting my wife to make my dinner? Me, male 25, and my wife of over a year, female 26, together for over four, have always had a good relationship with each other. It's felt very love-filled. We recently got into an apartment, one bedroom, like 700 square feet, not so huge. Once this happened, I feel like things may have shifted. I work very long hours throughout the week, with sometimes maybe only one or zero days off in the week, average of 75 to 80 hours a week. I bring home a majority of the money. My paychecks are almost always over 80% of our whole income. Not that it affects how I think of her in our relationship. She is able to provide things like fun groceries, snacks and sweets, and when we go out she can pay for things like the tip or drinks and I really appreciate that and tell her thank you when she can swing it. She also does most of the chores in the small apartment. Other than that, I'm the person paying for our life. Groceries, toiletries, outings, clothes, makeup, and not to mention rent and all other real bills. She works in a very different field and works three, sometimes if her job requires, four days a week. She's working toward her career and I'm proud of her for this. Most days she'll work an average of six, maybe seven hours on her work days. This is where the problem has started. A lot of my work nights are late, 12 or 1 a.m. when I get home. I'll pack snacks but never get to eat. So a lot of days I come home hungry for an actual meal. Recently, those nights have been more frequent, and I just don't want to have to cook something for myself after a 13-hour day after doing the same all week. I just want to be able to eat with the minimal amount of work when I get home. The other night, I came home around 1.30 a.m. and found my wife passed out on the couch with an empty personal pizza from Little Caesars. I got excited, thinking that I had a cold one in the fridge waiting for me. Wrong. Annoyed, but not upset. I microwave some Chef Boyardee, scarf it down, and call it a night. The next day, I have the same kind of night. Around 1.30, I get home. There, she's passed out, now with a bowl of macaroni and weenies, one of my favorites. And again, nothing in the fridge for me. Not understanding why she couldn't just make enough for the both of us and put my bowl in the fridge, I wake her up to ask. She gets a little snappy if someone wakes her up, but this time, she was pissed saying that she is not my maid and I'm being lazy trying to make her cook for me. I tell her I'm just hungry after a long day and it upset me seeing she cooked for herself and didn't think about me at all. I said she was being inconsiderate and that really set her off, saying if I want a slave then she's not it. I told her I don't want a slave, I want a wife who seems to care about me. She looked at me with a shocked face and stormed out. Her mother texted me saying she showed up at their house bawling and how I should be more considerate to her feelings. I haven't even responded because I just feel hurt and not cared for. I just wanted dinner, am I the jerk? 
I personally don't think OP's the jerk because regardless male or female, I know if I were an OP situation and I worked and provided most of the stuff and you work 75 to 80 hours a week? And you come home and you find them passed out with a box of Little Caesars, I'm sure that was probably delivery, right? I mean, you have to put an effort to order that, it's not like they couldn't have got something for you. I mean, okay, maybe the macaroni and weenies is okay enough, you know, they had to make it. I agree with OP that it requires so little extra effort to make sure that you provide something nice for OP to have, it does seem incredibly uncaring. OP's not saying I need a 7 course dinner prepared hot and ready when I come home every single day. They're saying hey, if you make a little something for yourself, double the portion puts some in the fridge for me. You know I'm working till 1.30 in the morning. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mom and stepdad my grandpa would be filling the role of the father of the bride for my wedding? I lost my dad when I was 6. It wasn't expected. He wasn't sick. He walked out the door one morning to go to work and never came back home. My mom was reeling after it and ended up not being the best mom to me at the time. My paternal grandparents were there for us both, but especially for me. When I was 8, my grandma died. Grandpa was my rock through everything. The day I found out grandma had died, I found out mom had started dating someone and she wanted me to meet him. When mom married that man, my now stepdad John, a year later, grandpa was really my only confidant. It made me sad that my mom had moved on, made me afraid that they would expect me to think of John as my new dad. I remember hating that he was already calling me his kid. Grandpa made it better and assured me dad would have wanted us all to be happy, but he said being happy didn't mean John had to be anything more than my stepdad. Even after John married my mom, I still considered grandpa as the primary male figure and father figure in my life. It was grandpa I went to over John. I grew to like John, but he was never my dad. He's the father to my younger half-siblings. It was when they started coming along, I was 11 when mom had their next child, that my grandpa became public enemy number one in mom and John's eyes. He didn't step in and act as a grandfather to them, and he didn't go out of his way to be in their family. He was kind when he saw them and chatted like ever, but they weren't his adoptive or surrogate grandkids in any way, which mom and John found unfair. This is why now, 20 years after losing my dad and now that I'm getting married, I decided to sit mom and John down and tell them my grandpa would be acting as father of the bride in my wedding. It surprised both of them. They wanted to know, why not John? John said he was the one who raised me through my preteen and teenage years. He was the one who would have adopted me in a heartbeat if I'd been at all receptive to the idea. And he was the one who technically filled a father role for me. I said that it was never him I looked at as my father figure after dad died and grandpa had been there for me and supported me more than any other person through the worst moments of my life. They believe my telling them was rubbing this into their faces. Mom said I should have said nothing. They both believe I asked the wrong person and should change my mind. Am I the jerk for telling them? 100% not the jerk for telling them. 100% not the jerk for why you're choosing your grandpa. 100% not the jerk for only wanting John to be your stepfather and nothing else. I just hope for OP's sake that they can respect their choice. I mean, God forbid you gotta ban your own mom from coming to your own wedding. This next story is, am I the jerk for canceling the birthday party I planned to throw for my wife after what she did? 
I, male 36, remarried after my late wife passed away. I have a son, 15. My current wife and I have been together for two years. She generally has a good relationship with my son, although they tend to have some disagreements from time to time. My son has a background in arts that involve wood. He used to help his grandfather with his woodworking and learned how to make handmade wooden items and use them as gifts. I planned a dinner party for my wife's birthday at a prestigious restaurant. The day before the party, she was cleaning my son's room and saw what he got for her birthday and that was a wooden tree with mine, hers and his name on it. She talked with him and told him while she thought it was a sweet gift, she asked that he don't bring it to the restaurant and give it to her there. Why? No idea. When my son told me this, I just had to call her out on it. She flat out said that she thought the gift looked ridiculous and she didn't want to be seen with that in that prestigious restaurant and in front of her guests. I lost it on her and told her she should be ashamed of herself for saying this when my son was being sincere and thoughtful. She swore she wasn't ashamed nor embarrassed by his work and even said she'll take the gift but she simply didn't want it to be seen there. I told her not to worry about it, since I decided to cancel the whole thing. She went off on me, calling me unreasonable for outright canceling her birthday over such a trivial thing. I refused to keep arguing, but she threw a fit about how I ruined her birthday and made her lose respect for me and my promises. My son kept the gift since she'd left the house two days ago, and her mom has been chewing me out for my decision and calling me a jerk for treating her daughter like this. It could be that it wasn't a big deal and I overreacted, but my son was feeling hurt by her request. You mean to tell me that your 15 year old son made a gift out of wood with their bare hands and she doesn't appreciate it in any way? Sorry it's not a Gucci handbag. Hey son, take that back to the garage, put the GC Gucci logo on it a few times, maybe then she'll like it. Can't be seen with a handmade gift. What a whopper that one is. This next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to hand over a dead woman's scarf to her family after she gave it to me? I, 17 year old female, have lived right next to an elderly woman we'll call Anne who recently passed away at 91 years old. I have no blood ties to her whatsoever but she's been my neighbor for as long as I can remember. I visited her regularly growing up and practically considered her my unofficial grandma. This February, I was hanging out at her house chatting with her and helping her with cleaning up the house when I found an old scarf in a wardrobe. It was gray and decorated with pearls. I showed it to her and told her I found it to be pretty and she replied I could have it if I wished. Fast forward to just a couple days ago and Anne's children and grandchildren came to my house. They said they found out Anne gave me her old scarf and they demanded I return it to them because apparently it was the scarf Anne was wearing when she first met her husband, and they had decided they wanted to put that scarf in her grave right next to her husband's grave. I told them that Anne had never told me anything about that when she gave it to me. Anne's family said that she wasn't in her full mental capacity when that happened, and that I have no right to appropriate such an important piece of their family's history. My parents intervened and the debate got very heated, in the end, they went away and let me keep the scarf, but they told me I had disrespected the dead and that I don't deserve to visit her grave. The thought of disrespecting Anne's legacy deeply affected me, and I spent that afternoon in tears thinking that maybe their family had a point. Am I the jerk? Now, I don't know how they even found out that OP had it, 
but it was a gift given to OP. I mean, I guess you could have some kind of argument if there was like a medically proven disability for like judgment, but I would say overall in the court of law, it's pretty much going to be almost guaranteeably OP's possession and legal right to do whatever they want with it. And it sounds to me like they were given it because she really liked OP. I think them trying to get it back to bury with her is honestly how everything went more disrespectful to the grandparents' wishes. This next story is, am I the jerk for posting an inappropriate post of my daughter and I? So I, female 56, decided to get Instagram and Snapchat to connect with my kids Linda, female 19, and Connor, male 16, more. I'm still getting the hang of it, but Connor showed me how it worked. My husband Bill, male 55, has no interest in any social media as it's just not his thing. Anyways, I hadn't posted yet and I'd taken a trip down to Cancun with Linda over her spring break, as we had talked about doing it after the lockdown was over. We took a lot of great photos and for my first post, I figured it would be extremely sweet if it was a photo of Linda and I at the beach. We were both wearing bikinis for reference because a day after the post, Connor told me that his friends who follow Linda were saying inappropriate things about us. Connor said that it was gross seeing his mom and sister like that anyway and wanted me to take down the post. Linda eventually took Connor's side after she found out, and she even admitted one of her friend's moms thought it was inappropriate of me to be exposing us near nude like that. I really had no bad intentions, and I've been crying for the past two hours. Bill's been neutral on the whole thing and has been trying to comfort me, but the kids are giving me the cold shoulder. Am I the jerk? Now, if the daughter doesn't like it, I would say definitely take it down. But I don't think anybody here can shame you because you and your daughter were wearing a bikini. I would say though that if the idea of anybody, you know, any random person that could have access to that Instagram post seeing that and being able to make whatever they want of that photo if that bothers you then you should probably keep that in mind but otherwise you did nothing wrong here i would say as far as when it comes to your kids and posting photos of them you probably should just run it by them if it's okay for you to post that because i know if i was hanging out with my friends or family and they were to take pictures with us all together I wouldn't be too thrilled about just being thrusted onto social media like that, but that's just how I am personally. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.